What might have been the podcast that brings you how certain movies could have ended better with your hosts, Adam Maxwell Kent. Greetings, film buffs. This is Adam Maxwell Kent. And this is my pilot episode of what I hope will become a new podcast. What might have been. Yeah, I like it. Now, I came up with this idea because back when I was in university, I used to have this book that said what might have been. And on the cover of this book had an astronaut on the moon with a Nazi flag behind him. And basically the premise was what what might have been what. What could have happened had things gone the other way? I like how I say been, like it's been. It's been. Yeah. What might have been? So uh, what might have been, my premise is we look at films that started off good and then fall apart towards the third act. <laughs> films that could have been great but ended up shit. 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 All right. Before we get into that, because we live in Korea, we're going to discuss... Some of our favorite Korean films. Yeah. Not, not on the same wavelength, but just Korean films that we can, that we can uh, all agree upon. Uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce my esteemed colleagues. To my right is Sir D. Thank you, sir. And across from me is Sir Scott. How's it going? Okay. So now we're getting all acquainted. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Korean films because uh, this week is the uh, tonight. Actually, mm. we're wrapping up the end of the uh, Busan International Film Festival, yeah. and so I thought we'd probably discuss some of our favorite Korean films that we've seen in the past. Have Do you ever been? Have you ever been to the Busan like to see movies? I have not. I have not either. No, I've I, only been there just to been around there. Yeah, yeah. I've been to one. Mm. How was it? Ah, uh, it was early days. Mm-hmm. I don't know the year. I would say it was around 2006, 2007. Okay. Maybe even a little bit later, but it was fun. And when did this International Film Festival start? Do you know? That's a good question. It's a, it is the, the largest film festival in all of Asia, bigger than Hong Kong Film Festival. No shit. I didn't know It that. is the biggest film festival in Asia. Uh, I don't know when it started, but it, um, it, it, it's, it's the biggest film festival in Asia. Okay. All right. So let's get on to, um, some of our favorite Korean films. I wrote down a list and maybe we can briefly discuss each of them. So there's obviously the, um, Vengeance, thr- uh, the Vengeance trilogy oh, by that's my favorite. Park Chan Wook, uh, which starts with Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. The sequel is Old Boy and the third one is Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Hmm. Um, I would have to say Old Boy would go into a catalog on its own. Yeah, they, they're not the Old Boy. I'd say Sympathy for Lady Vengeance and Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance are more similar Mm -hmm. than Old Boy. Old Boy is, like you said, it's in a category of all by itself. Yes. But I'd have to say that Old Boy was the top 10, in the top 10 of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, me too. It is one of those, like, this is opposite to what you want to do for this podcast, but it is one of the craziest, best endings I've ever seen to a movie in my life. Exactly. The American remake was shit. I think we can all agree Absolute on that. Poop. Um, all right. So sympathy 
uh, going backwards, uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, I think, was also quite good. I didn't, I didn't much care for Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, but I did like the first one. Scott, what are you, what are your feelings towards? Uh, Old Boy is the only one that I saw out of the three, so. Okay. Obviously, to me, that's the best one, because I didn't see the other two. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I saw Old Boy quite a long time ago. And yeah, it's one of the top Korean movies that I've seen. I didn't dislike the American version as much as others. Okay. I actually saw two versions, American versions of the movie. Okay. One had Samuel Jackson, one had, uh, what's his name? Josh. Josh Brolin. Brolin. They were in the same film though. Uh, but I saw one with Samuel Jackson that was. Where he was Josh Brolin's character? Yeah, it was basically old boy, and he ended up... Let's throw out there right now, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Now let's do that. Because we're going to mention things that happen in movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't see any of these movies, you might want to check them out first. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, spoiler alert. And I just just, uh, got an answer to your question. I, uh, I, I... Busan International Film Festival is 20 years old okay. this year. All right. It started 1996, September 13th. Nice. So it's actually not the beginning when I visited 2000. I don't know what year it was, 2006. Yeah, 2000, so you were 10 years in. 2004, to, yeah, about 10 years in. Yeah. It was quite big. It was interesting. Okay. And Old Boy, I saw a movie with Samuel Jackson. It's just basically the story of old boy, but he was the guy that ended up banging his daughter at the end. Yeah, yeah, banging his daughter. But the 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 greatest thing about that is he knew he was banging his daughter. The Samuel Jackson movie I'm talking about. Oh no, I'm talking about the original mm-hmm. Korean version. Right. He knew he was banging his daughter. He cut off his tongue so that he wouldn't be telling anybody else about it or anybody he showed. And then he went to get hypnotized so he could keep banging his daughter. You yeah, yeah. At the very, very end, he that's, went, that's the most disturbing part of the that's film. the most disturbing part of the entire fucking movie. That was to me, I, I can't stand Hollywood endings anymore. I don't like everybody being happy in the end because that's bullshit. It doesn't happen for all, all people across all yeah, Korean films can be quite dark. Let's move on. Uh, a, another film that I quite like is by Jun Bong Ho, and it's called Memories of Murder. Never seen that. That one is based on a true story about a serial killer in Korea. Is Highly that the recommended. One? Wait, is that the one where he kills uh, prostitutes? Yeah. Shoves a spike into their head? No. Oh, because there's but another he wears, one. But he wears panties on his face when he doesn't. Oh, it's there's another creepy. one called The Chaser. Oh, yeah, yeah. I the, haven't seen that. The yet. Chaser. That's a great one, too. Um, I know that movie. Yeah, that that's the one where where the pimp, who's like an ex cop, okay, he 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 knows that that his one girl that he sent out, she's not responding. She's you know he knows that she's in trouble, mm-hmm. so he's run the entire movie. He's running after the guy trying to find okay the guy that's the serial so that's, killer. That's Chaser. I haven't seen that yet, mm-hmm. but I, I will look into that's it. That's pretty intense. Uh, Memories of Murder was directed by Jun Bong Ho. Recently, he's made a film called Okja, which has not been released yet, but it's been co-written by John Ronson, who is a British um, 
well-known author who writes about conspiracy theories and other interesting things. So have, I'm looking forward to that one. I haven't seen that movie. But jumping back, just not to jump back. Of course, no, go on. But, oh boy, I saw a version of Samuel Jackson, and it was mm. called... The Samaritan. The Samaritan. Okay. Where he was in prison for 20 years. He comes out. Somebody put him in for mm. vengeance, and he comes out and starts banging his daughter. Okay. So it's basically a story of Old Boy. So it's loosely based on it. And this is Old Boy is one of this is, is noteworthy. This Korea, um, one of the most famous Korean movies is Old Boy. Mm-hmm. It was not an original Korean idea. It's based on a Japanese manga, right? Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, when they went to the Japanese company, went to sue the production company. They, everybody in the production company closed shop, ran away. Nobody can find them, and the lawsuit I think fizzled out. Okay, all right. So, what's some of those other Korean movies? Uh, there's one more I want to mention, which is A Tale of Two Sisters, which is directed by Kim Ji Woon. That's a very, very, very scary fucking horror film, mm. which was also remade. That was American. also remade. Yeah. Mm. There's Oma, which means mother. I haven't seen that. That's Park Chung Hoo. That's fuck. That's fucked up. Is it good? That's fucked up. Okay. That movie is fucked up. One of my personal favorites is the Korean version of Taken, which is Ajishi. They, oh, yeah, yeah. They do a, they do one scene in there. It's, it's the, probably one of the most amazing, like, film scenes where I don't know how they do it, but the guy, he, you know, where the camera follows, like, in, in Jason Bourne in, in the number three Bourne Ultimatum? When the camera, he jumps off the building in Morocco and the camera follows him smashing through the window mm. into the next building, yes. right? They do something similar to that in Ajisi, but they take it to the next step. I'm not going to say what it is, but okay. it was fucking incredible. And it, it was, was like, it was like a literal version of Taken. I'd have to say. That was first done in the Matrix. I'd have what, to say. Which one that followed the camera? Jumping from window to. Window to window. I really like, I'm a big fan of long shots. What's you know, that? where there's no cuts and me too. Going like back to one, old boy, that hammer scene where he's in the hallway and he has to fight through those people. That's, can you think it's of beautiful. another, can you think of another uh, movie where they had the longest takes like that uh, one, one scene? Well, not in terms of action, but I would say like uh, Steve McQueen in hunger when, when Bobby Sands has the interview with the priest, that's like a 17 minute take and it's just a conversation. Just a conversation. Yeah. One shot, one camera angle. One shot, yeah. Uh, and then um, I'm, the one I was thinking of was Children of Men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It started off like the, you got a taste of it in the first couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, the, you got two minutes in, it, it, a little bit into it when they're in the car scene, and it's like a revolving camera through the car Yeah, as the motorbikes are chasing them and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But then the end scene where it's one camera shot, and they're chasing, the, the they're following the guy uh, all the way up through this like bombs are going off and everything like that. That that was amazing. Okay. Probably good. you've never seen this. Scott, That's, you've probably seen this. Ongbok. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen that in the Thai movie. But there's yeah. another one called Tom Yangun mm. where uh, Tony Ja goes into uh, a building and it's got a literally like a circular all the way up to the top, a circular oh, that's, uh, staircase where he yeah where, where he's going to find trying to find his elephant, and it's just a one shot scene. And he goes into into different rooms, and he throws people out of rooms, and the camera yeah, doesn't yeah, follow yeah. him. All. What was the English name of that? Uh, I can't remember. I don't remember either, but 
it's it's the first movie I saw that huge, I think Australian guy, you know, the guy that he was in, I think he was in Ombok too, but the big guy, he's really big. He huge. was, he like was, seven uh, foot. he was one of the guys in Mad Max Fury. Road. Yeah. 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 He's okay. done a lot of, uh, he's like seven foot tall and he's like 400 pounds and he did a movie Ooh. where he fought Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. He, he did, did that movie where he fought it, maybe it man too. Jackie Chan, maybe two movie. I don't know, but anyway, he was in a, a, a Michael Jai White. He was in a movie. Yeah. And he's he's just, he does a lot of martial arts. But he's in that movie he's, you're talking about about finding the elephant. Tom Young Gun. Yeah, it was. I don't. That's the Thai name for it, but I don't know what the English name is. But that was a fucking. That was like that. Those are one of those movies where you you're just you're watching it and and you don't even realize it's oh, one I, take. I confused. It was it. Australia in that movie. Too, I was though. confusing it. What was the Indonesian film where he's the raid? Yeah, the raid. The raid. Cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah. for me, a couple of Korean movies. You're talking about long shots. One of my favorite Korean movies recently is I Saw the Devil, which is the same actor from Old, Old Boy. Boy. Yeah. Yeah, where he's kind of a serial killer. Yeah, quite scary because it starts off he's basically a hog one bus driver. Okay, and the last person on the bus he keeps driving to his home. Shit, and uh, he's killed a few people. And there's quite a few long shots of action in that movie that are unbelievable. I want to see that actually. Yeah. I, and my other two favorite Korean movies are Teguki. Which is the Korean War? That's the one where they have the bridge. <clears throat> bridge. The, uh, it's a full-out Korean War where okay, maybe two brothers. That. It's it's like the Korean Saviour Prime Ryan. Oh, okay, no, I. But seen a lot that. of critics have said this movie is better than Saviour Prime Ryan. Really? Yeah. So it's it's an unbelievable war movie. Hmm. Probably one of my probably my top second favorite war movie of all time. Hmm. And the first being maybe Full Metal Jacket. Okay. Mm. And my favorite Korean movie is Chingu. Okay. Yeah. The one set in Busan. It's one of the first movies I saw when I first got here. Yeah, I've seen that. It's it's good. It's good. Two-ish. Yeah. It's set in Busan. They they speak in Satori. It's pretty good. Mm. Kind of a gangster style Korean Mm. movie. Yeah, for sure. Chingu means friend for Mm. people out there. Then, then the, this one is on Korean TV all the time. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Taja. Tacha. Tacha. Tacha is the Korean card game. Go stop. Okay. Where they're, the whole movie is about them learning how to cheat and how to bet. And the girls in there are so sexy. Anyway, go on. All right. All right. All right. Moving on. So we've discussed, uh, we've discussed oh, Korean films. I got to give a shout out though. I, I do like the series. My wife is a gangster. Okay. Is that Korean? Korean movies, yeah. Really? Comedy action. <laughs> Probably early 2000s. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. A typical Korean kind of funny guy married a girl and hmm. she's like a leader of the mobs. Really? You have to say, I make a good valid point here that movies are super huge in the Korean culture. If you look at box office, just box office alone, that means how many people go to see a movie. Usually it's America first, China second, and Korea third. Oh, yeah. But also Korea put out so many of their own movies as opposed to other countries. Like, I'm from Canada. 
Yes. Adam's from Canada. There's not a lot of Canadian movies. We don't movies make there. that many movies, and mm-hmm. we don't make that many good movies. Mm-hmm. No. A lot of movies are filmed in Canada, mm. but we don't dish out movies where Korea are probably almost up to par with the States in terms of well, how many movies they put out. We we do have some good directors, though, but unfortunately they all flock to the States because that's where the money is. Yeah, right? well, yeah. Well, that's <coughs> we probably got James where all Cameron, the- we got David I would say Korea's got to be in the top three of in terms of making movies, putting out movies, producing movies. Mm, yeah. Like, I'm sure the U.S. is up there. Bollywood. I'm sure Bollywood is Bollywood's maybe number one. first or second. Bollywood is first. They put out, like... So Korea is probably right up there. Generally, I saw that, like, what is it, Korea? or no, America puts out 600 movies a year, maybe? I don't know. I think it's... It's got to be more than six, that. 600 movies a year. More. Bollywood puts out 600 movies a week. But Korea is probably up there with the U.S., I would say that. Yeah. Searching. Like... So many. If you go to the theater here, the majority of the movies are Korean, and they're on a weekly basis. Right. On, say, what, a seven or eight room theater type place? Mm -hmm. One or two, probably English. The Mm -hmm. rest are Korean. Okay. So anyway, let's move let's on. Uh, let's move on to uh, my original idea, which was which is uh, what might have been. Let's do just a little taste of this uh, tonight. We're going to be discussing the film "I Am Legend," directed by Francis Lawrence, who's who is well known for the um, Hung- Hunger Games films. Mm. But "I Am Legend" was, I think, maybe two thousand ten. Uh, 2008, I believe. Okay, maybe a little bit earlier than that. Let's check. Uh, uh, check. And this is the film that stars Will Smith, who is basically in a position where he's the last man on Earth. You know that 2007, actually. 2007. That you know that that was a remake. Yeah, and it's it's a uh, it's a remake of a film with Charlton Heston called Omega Man. Mm. Uh, which was one of my father's favorite films. Hmm. And it was really interesting when I, wa- when I was watching that as a kid because in Omega Man, he goes to the movie theater once a week and he watches Woodstock, the ultimate hippie film. Yeah. And when you look at it back on Charlton Heston being like a staunch supporter of gun rights in the U.S. <laughs> and... Working, you know, alongside With the NRA, the NRA and, yeah. Yeah. and he's like, "I love Woodstock." It's like, <laughs> yes. what the fuck? All right. So anyway, we're going off the rails here. So back to I Am Legend. the uh, The first, the first part of the movie, I thought was brilliant. I thought it was really well done. Mm. D, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I love the 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 sense where you get. They really did a very good job. Will Smith is especially of how much alone he was and how he was trying to cope with the feelings of being alone. And it really worked up to a great sort of crescendo that could have been. Mm-hmm. And, but the ending... Mm, Scott, what did you think of I Am Legend? The Will Smith movie? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird because I knew a lot about that story in the book before I saw that movie. And I'm a huge zombie fan. And but they're not zombies in it. They're vampires. Yeah, but... I thought they were kind of a mixture between both. Yeah, anyway, well, in Omega I, Man, in Omega Man, they're vampires. I'm it? a huge zombie fan and obviously a Romero fan. Yeah. Who did Night of the Living Dead and, you know, all the others after Day that. Day of the Dead. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. But originally, Romero got the idea 
for Night of the Living Dead off I Am Legend. The okay. Book, the book. Yeah. And that's basically what we know of zombies today in terms of Walking Dead, Romero movies. Pretty much all come from I Am Legend. Mm. So I'm a fan of the story. I read the book. It was in terms of the Omega Man no, let's talk book, a, let's, the Omega Man movie and the, and the I Am Legend book are similar, but the I Am Legend remake is not similar to the book or the Omega Man. Okay, so let's talk about. So the the main idea of this podcast is what might have been. Hmm. There were two different endings to this film. Yeah, one of them was screen tested and actually. It got uh, negative reviews. Got negative reviews. This is probably the one you saw and the one I saw originally. And the other one got positive reviews. So they went with the, I think they went with the positive one, or did they go with the negative one? They went with the positive. Yeah, one. they went with the positive one, which was shit. Yeah. And they should have gone with the but original. It, the, here's the interesting part. Uh, when I was living in Sri Lanka at the time. Hmm. Uh, no, actually, I was living in, in Korea at the time. I think um, somebody gave me one of the black-marketed copies of one off, out of the movie theater here, and the negative-reviewed ending was what was shown in Asia. That's what I saw. Yeah, and the positive-review one was, was shown in America and you know, okay. England, maybe. Can you briefly summarize both endings and how they differ. Okay. M- myself? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the one that I liked, because I'm, I'm not a Hollywood kind of ending, and I, I, what I mean about Hollywood ending is everybody gets along at the end, everybody's happy, there's no suffering, people go off on their daily life, and it's beautiful. No. This one was Will Smith at the end when he was about ready to lock himself into that uh into his laboratory that chamber where the guy is beating his head into the you know that zombie guy or vampire guy whatever is beating his head into the glass breaking the glass mm-hmm. will smith reaches in he tells the girl and the boy or the woman and the boy to go into hide into uh there into a safe place and he pulls out a grenade and he blows up everybody in the fucking inning okay i quite like that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that to me when I watched it, I'm like, this is great. And then I saw the the American version mm-hmm. where he's like, okay, I get it. Okay, butterfly. Okay, yeah, butterfly. Yeah, the the girl's got a butterfly on her tattooed on her skin, and my daughter was talking about butterflies. Oh yeah, so I'm gonna go out there in the middle of these zombies. Vampires deliver the body and then go over and take a blood sample and then let them take the body away like they wouldn't kill me. And then I'm going to take the blood sample and with the girl, the woman, and the boy, and I'm going to drive up and to Never Never Land and with the cure and save everybody. What the fuck? Yeah. How the f- I mean, it's a sci fi movie, but what the fuck? Mm. And, and in sci fi, pretty much everything goes. In my opinion, you can do anything you want in a sci-fi movie. But that's hor- the whole time, the entire movie, the vampires are trying to kill him. And then at the end, they just give him a pass. Yeah. Come on. Bullshit. That stupid sucks. I don't remember the ending. It's a good thing. Like, I, I kind of get confused with the book of Eli. 
because they came out around the same time. I think. Look at Eli, yeah. yeah. And uh, I like that movie. But uh, I Am Legend originally was a book. It's not the Omega Man, like uh, you were saying. No, no, no. The book was I Am Legend, but the, the book is I Am Legend. But the Omega Man and the the book are more similar to each Omega other. Omega Man was the second adaptation of I Am Legend. I think the first one was Last Man on Earth. I don't know about there's that. Last but I'm man, saying, there's Last Man on Earth, Omega Man, and then I Am Legend. Okay, but the book Omega Man and I Am Legend. No, no, sorry. Omega Man is not a book. I'm sorry. The I Am Legend, the book, and Omega Man, the movie, the yeah. Charlton Heston movie, yeah. are more similar than I Am Legend to the original book. They're more similar than the Will Smith version <laughs> because they're based off of the same premise. They're based off the same idea. The I Am Legend, the actual movie, I Am Legend, is not similar to the I Am Legend book, but Omega Man is similar to the I Am Legend book. I, yeah, I don't know if I would agree. Okay, okay, but, okay all right. Anyway, let's, let's not get into this. But um, uh, as far as ending goes, so there's two options. There's one, boy saves the world, or boy sacrifices himself to save the world. Which one would you go for? But he doesn't even sacrifice himself to save the world. He just sacrifices to save the boy and the, the woman. Yeah, the remaining. The remaining two in his. He doesn't come up with a cure. But what, didn't one of the didn't the boy or the woman have possibly a cure in their bloodstream? I don't think so. No, that was so. In terms, saving them is more important than saving yourself. So, yeah, that's what the... See, I, I don't remember the ending of that movie. Yeah, he jumps out, he jumps, he finds a grenade in his... I saw two endings. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure either the boy or the woman I'm sure potentially can, had the cure. I'm sure we can pull it up. We can pull up the ending on potentially YouTube. Potentially right had the cure, so he sacrificed himself. Give me the keyboard. To potentially save okay. the person. Okay. All right. Which so that I think is a better ending than... All right, so that was... What was the theatrical ending? The theatrical ending in America was he he goes to find... You know, he, he Adam, I can't even talk right now. I'm so... I'm going this way. He's... Anyway. Yeah, anyway. He's trying to... In the theatrical ending in America, he realizes that these vampires, whatever, they're coming to take the girl back because it's the boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever of the main vampire, the alpha. And uh, anyway, let's, let me see if I can find this here. Go on, go on. Yeah. I, but uh, anyway, I would have to choose, in terms of s scary movies, zombie movies, horror movies, I'm always kind of more in favor of the not-so-happy ending. Of course. No, me, me too. Here's the... I don't know if this is one. Two. Let's see if we can get two. Five. Oh, look at this. Five alternate endings that transform the entire movie. Anyway, I know there's different endings to the movie. I just don't remember what the original theatrical version of the ending was. But I know that Will Smith's character survives in the ending of the original. Here's... <coughs> I think this is the one where we're talking about right now, <coughs> where where Will Smith, he pulls out the grenade. This is the official ending. 
Official ending theatrical version? No. Because well, how can it be official if it's not the theatrical? Well, there are two different. Like I said, that there th- they I showed. This is the one that should have been right. No, there's the theatrical, which would be the official ending, and then oh, maybe okay, Scott. What, what they didn't do? Maybe this is the on one the DVD. This is the one. Maybe I think. Yeah, this is the one right here. Right here. Look, look, look. You're right. You're right. This is the one. He gives. He does give a blood sample to to them. I think this is why you're here. What are you doing? I'm listening. This is the official. Well, not the official one. This is the one. He does give a blood sample. Stay until dawn. But it's not the official ending. Uh, so why does it say the official? Because this is the one they were going to go with. This is the one that they had planned, and this is the one that they filmed in and shot in Asia. So here, yeah, he pulls out a grenade. No, it's pulls a photo. Out, he pulls out a photo, and then he pulls out a grenade. <laughs> this is the DVD cut. So this is maybe like the original director cuts ending. This was the yeah. This was the one that they wanted to sh- they wanted to go with, but this is not like. Anyway, this ending I know. Yeah, but what's the theatrical version? So here's my take on it. First of all, a grenade doesn't blow up in a huge fireball explosion like that. Second of all, that one zombie vampire whatever broke a piece of the glass out why didn't he just pull the pin and throw the grenade into the zombies or well, vampires yeah. anyway this ending right here this one right here that one right there is the one i wanted it to go with that that to me made more sense than the other one but what is the other one i don't remember this the other trip. one here so i know that ending which I agree is okay. Here's the other one. All right, we'll skip ahead a bit. This is the theatrical. This says the alternate. Ending. This is the alternate in here. The alternate. Ending. Here, look, look, look. Okay, he pulls the 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 one he's experimenting on out into a whole bunch of vampire zombie dudes. Okay, and the zombies and vampires are all just like, okay, we're gonna let the girl and the and the boy, and then he doesn't just pick up the his his girlfriend or whatever right now. He lets Will Smith go over to a drawer and get out a syringe. I don't know if I actually seen this in there. This is what was in theaters, though. This version? this was in American theaters because the other one, or whatever American, no, no, the Canada other, would have been the same. Yeah, Canada, but in in the the one we just watched, the first one, mm-hmm. that was actually in Asian theaters. So they allow him to go over here. 
This is more World War Three like. So he saves the vampire's girlfriend. And just wakes her up, yeah. And what, they let him go? Yeah. They watch her, he, he picks her up. He picks her up. And they walk out. So it's more of a love story. He just wanted his girlfriend, and Will Smith saves his girlfriend, so... Well, he not only saves the girlfriend, but he does he does draw, give a blood, take a blood sample. I'm sorry. He says, I'm sorry. So they let him go. I'm sorry. I much prefer the one where he blows himself yeah, up. Yeah, this is just... This just makes me... Ah, let's go. Let's go. Well, it's not horrible. I'm just... I don't know. Oh, come on, Scott. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. In what way? It shows that the vampire, zombie, whatever they are, are at one point or are still kind of human. And all he wanted to do was save his bitch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is cool, but which ending... I know. If you is, watch that... Is, which ending is better for the future of mankind? Like, the, does it, either ending show... All right, humanity has a chance. Yeah, both of them do. Both of them do. Both of them do because in the that end, one, what, how does that one? That one ends with Will Smith and the woman and the boy with the blood of the vampire girl driving off to the colony that they think exists. And so does the second. And the so second one is the same thing without Will Smith because obviously he blew everybody up. Including himself. So, our, and second, the second ending or the original ending or whatever, he killed himself. Killed all the zombies. To give a chance for the girl and boy to get out, which yeah. they do. Yeah. And with, they drive with off. a possible. They cure. drive off with the blood sample of the vampire who actually transformed back into a human. All right. So, how would you end it differently? How would I end it differently? Or would you just go with one of those? Well, that's the thing. You could either choose between those two, or you could, or you could uh, think of something better. In my opinion, from my I, like, I I like dark endings. Uh, so him blowing himself up would have been a dark ending. Well, it makes more sense. Like, but why sa- not sacrifice yourself? Why not have everyone just die? So, from, from from what I remember in this movie, this was this was in New York. They kind of had it contained in New York. He yeah. was the last human doctor responsible who wanted to find a cure. Mm-hmm. Who stayed inside the the confines of New York City? Yeah, and he found a possible cure and got him out. 
So for me, <laughs> the best ending would be Night of the Living Dead style, I would say. Which is? Which is he finds the cure, possibly can get out of New York City with his girl and with the boy, with the cure, but then the government has decided to nuke the city anyway, and they drop the bomb just when they're ready to get out. Oh, I like that. I like that. So it's like, so it's like there's hope, and then it's just fucking obliterated. Then it's just obliterated, but mostly due to, yeah, yeah. not giving up on hope. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like Night of the Living Dead. I don't know if you've seen that movie or yeah. anybody remembers it, but the main actor goes through basically shit throughout the whole movie, and at the end, he's escaping. He finally gets out. And the local hillbillies shoot him in the head because they just think he's a zombie. Okay. Yeah. It's a similar type ending. I like that style of ending. Mm. And maybe they should have went with it. Okay. So that was a taste of uh, what might have been. Other films we've considered, which if you would like to be a part of this podcast, please let me know. We were were thinking about talking about Danny Boyle's Sunshine. Um... Michael Mann's Collateral, the French film High Tension, and, of course, Martin Scorsese's Gang, Gangs of New York, which started off brilliantly, but turned I, into a I'd like to talk about shit show. Tra- train to Busan sometime. Okay. Because uh, I did not like the ending of that movie. Okay, we're going to go back to Korean films. Train to Busan, a new Korean film, which is uh, quite good. I haven't seen it myself. Scott has seen it, and he says... It's very good. So let's let's hear a brief synopsis from Scott. Really? Yeah. On that movie? Yeah. So Train to Busan, some type of virus breaks out in Korea. You have your typical main actor who has a daughter. He's not a very nice guy. He split up with his wife for some reason. And he's all about work and business and making money. And his daughter is not the happiest little girl living with him. I, nobody knows the reasons why isn't she's not with the mom and with the dad instead. And it's her birthday, and her dad gives her the same birthday present that she got the year before because he doesn't pay attention, which is kind of the main point with with the main character. And all she wants for her birthday is to go and visit her mom who lives in Busan. So he gives in. They get on a train. This virus breaks out. The virus breaks out. And basically everything that uh, gets attacked, bitten, scratched, changes into a zombie, which spreads rapidly. They're fast-moving so the virus spreads fast. Mm-hmm. And, I hate fast-moving uh, zombies. And uh, fast-moving zombies scare the fucking shit out of me. Yeah, so it spreads fast. They're on a train. Shit goes wrong on the train. And can I get into why I didn't like the ending? Um. Yeah. A spoiler alert. 
If you haven't seen Train to Busan yet. All right. My stop listening. two problems with the movie. I thought it was fun. It was good. It. Some of the CGI wasn't that great. But I did not like the fact that depending on the importance of the character, that the longer it took for them to change. Okay. So I'm trying not to give two big spoiler spoilers away, but basically... There are scenes where people get bit and boom, they become a zombie. And some of the main characters get bit. And and it's a slower transition. Yeah, they have time to uh, give their farewell speech and other okay. things like that. Yeah. Where it takes minutes. Oh, that sounds like shit. And uh, I'm not going to give the very, very final away, but I would have ended it differently. Okay. In terms of uh, a gun being shot, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. okay. To wrap things up, I want to talk about now that's uh, kind of we're we're getting close to Halloween season. Let's talk about the best horror film or something very spooky that you could recommend to our listeners. I got one. It's I like horror. So. I fucking hate horrors. But there's one. I love horse. You've probably seen this. I know. You, <laughs> Scott, you've probably seen this. Uh, it's called uh, When a Stranger Calls. The yeah. 1970s. The original? The original. Yeah. When a Stranger Calls freaked me the fuck out, fuck, man. I haven't this, seen that. That's with the girl that was on Saturday Night Live. She was oh. married to, uh, what's her name? Just died. Jane Wilder? Hmm. Oh, original uh, wife. Have you checked the children yet? Yeah, that's a creepy story. Why haven't you checked the children yet? There was a remake done of that that wasn't so good. Okay, When a Stranger Calls. All right, mm. Scott, what do the you The original. Got? Horror movie? Yeah. Uh, my favorite is probably Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was my, actually, that's my favorite. Original. The original one, too. I remember I was like 11 years old when I saw that. There's other horrors that I saw when I was young no, the that I, I appreciated more when I was older. Like the you Exorcist. saw horrors when you were young? Yeah. <laughs> the Exorcist. Yeah. I came out of one. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't see that. Can but uh, The Exorcist, Halloween, I don't so many. Yeah, there's so many of them. I was going to say, obviously, like classics like The Shining and stuff like that. But I'd, I'd like to recommend Audition, the Japanese film, uh, which stars, I don't even know their names. But do you want us to recommend a horror movie? Yeah. I mean, something something to watch with your significant other or with your friends. If you want to get nice and creeped out, I'd go for The Shining or something like Audition. Uh, can I say, if you want to get nice and creeped out, every single fucking horror movie that's ever been made. That's no, because some of them don't do it for me. Mm, I'll, re I'll, re I'll recommend a couple that people might not have seen that is actually quite good that I enjoyed. For Halloween, I'd recommend Nightbreed. It's a Clyde Barker story. It deals with uh, monsters kind of living underground in a cemetery and people... It's kind of a reverse, I don't want to give the movie away, but it's kind of a reverse. People are the bad people, and there's a reason they're hiding from people. People mm. are the bad people, and there's a people reason. People are bad. Monsters are not that bad. 
Okay. That's even Nightmare. Though, even though it seems like that. I've seen that. I think I've seen and that. I love Clyde Barker. A lot of Clyde Barker stories. So, And I'm a big Hellraiser fan. Hellraiser's great. I'm a big fan of the original novel, Hellbound Heart, which is what Hellraiser came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else is decent? I'm trying to think of modern. I ones. think, well, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, not any of the sequels. I well, uh, yeah, this the original one is the best by far. Newer movies, The Conjuring was quite good, like the first Conjuring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has some creepy things. I just to don't it. like, you know, the the problem with modern day horror films is a lot of them are just kind of like boom, you know, and you kind of like jump out of your seat. I like the classic ones where it like sticks in your mind and you're like, that was fucked up. It's know? more creepy than it is shocking. Yeah, like something where you actually think about it days later yeah. instead of just having that one second right. burst like, of like the ah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre for me is uh, that just that just creepy. And the I'm fuck also out. I'm a fan, I'm a Candyman fan. Candyman first, yeah. first movie, yeah, and certain movies like that. So. Yeah, it, that one scared the shit. Yeah, it. It had a very bad ending. Oh, and I was going to mention this as well. It was the miniseries about the, the clown. Scott, are you going to dress up like a clown like this, this year? year? Like, considering um, what's going on in the news with all these fucking crazy people? Maybe. Like, well, it is being remade, and I think a lot of that has to do with maybe a rank promotion for the Rob Zombie movie 31. Okay. Which is has to do with clowns. Yeah. Mm. But uh, anyway, there's actually a phobia of clowns. I can't remember the the name of it, but there's an, a, yeah, an aversion a people, to clowns. A lot of people don't like clowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I think we should wrap things up, guys. Check uh, out Nightbreed. Nightbreed audition. For Halloween, check out uh, I saw the Devil or Chingu for Korean movies, and yeah, yeah, and and think about some of the other films that we said that could have had better endings cooler phobia is i think a cool c-o-u-l-r-o-f-p-h-o-b-i-a chorophobia chorophobia is the fear of clowns john wayne gacy all right let's wrap things up um guys thanks so much uh if if you guys are interested in joining us for this podcast just let us know i'm adam maxwell kent and there's Dean Norris here and Scott Mick Farlan. Nice Irish name there. Right. Nobody knew my last name until that point. <laughs> I've never told I think maybe it's a good idea to bleep that out, maybe, Scott. We'll see. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, have a spooky Halloween. Thanks for listening to the What Might Have Been podcast with your host, Adam Maxwell-Kent. This podcast is brought to you by The Chong Winner. Tune in next time for the next episode of this podcast.